This is a podcast from the Queen City Podcast Network. Welcome, welcome, my children of the night, to Bosom Bloodies, a How to Halloween podcast. <laughs> Hey, welcome to Bosom Bloodies. This is Kale. This is Glennis. <laughs> and today we're bringing you some creepy pasta, pasta, pasta. <laughs> I don't know if this qualifies as creepy pasta though, because it's true. Oh, it happened. Okay. Well, right? Isn't... What what qualifies creepy? Wait, what was it take to, for something to be creepy pasta? I thought creepy pasta was like uh, made up by the internet, like you know, augmented yeah. by the internet to be as scary as possible. Well, this is uh, your story, right? That you yes wrote, and so are you. Can we give the internet permission to use the story and enhance it? Is that uh, okay? Or oh, it, can it be like a creepypasta source material? Yes, that'd be great. Sure. I mean, you know, as soon as you put something out there, whether you want it to or not, it belongs to the internet. <laughs> All right. Before I read that one, do you want to read the one that was sent? Oh, yes. We have a scary story from um, Elise. Okay. Who Last name is, redacted. Yes. We will just keep it at Elise. We're setting the mood. Pull your pull your microphone nice and close. Shh, everybody, turn off the okay. lights wherever you are right now. If you're in a car, pull over. Yes. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's perfect. All right. Okay. It should be noted that before this incident, I wasn't super sure about the paranormal and whether ghosts really existed and interact in our world. So, in high school, I pretty much babysat every child in the area. This new family moves in two doors down from the house I work regularly at. I got recommended for date night babysitter. So I go for a date night. Two kids, a toddler and a baby, about seven to nine months. Can't remember, but he's still in a crib. All the houses on the street are part of a historic district. So old ass houses like early 1900, this one like 1910 or something, hardwood floors. Night is going great easy and then I get them bathed and put them to bed with no issues. So I'm sitting downstairs after they are in bed and I hear footsteps running and then a toy goes off and I'm like, the toddler go got up. So I go flying upstairs. She appears fully asleep. A toy is on the ground that wasn't there when I put her to bed. So I'm like, she's faking it. I put the toy away and go eerily close to her to see if she breaks character. Nope, she's fully asleep. I go to the baby's room, fully asleep. So I'm like, what the fuck? Feeling a little crazy and obsessive, and I go back downstairs. I'm downstairs again, don't remember how long, and footsteps again, and the toy again. So I go flying up the stairs to try to catch the little girl, but again, she's asleep, and now that the toy is in the hallway and not the bedroom, so now I'm like, okay, what the fuck? I know I'm not crazy, so I only go back down the stairs halfway, and I left the toy in the hallway. A few minutes later, a weird noise, like a shuffling, and the toy starts going off again. At this point, I resign to the idea that it's a ghost and have a conversation with the ghost child saying, Okay, you can play, just please don't hurt the children or wake them up. I go back downstairs and my mind was reeling. 
So the parents come home and I'm talking to the mom and I decide to tell her what happened and phrase it like her kid might have been getting up. So, you know, she might not have went to sleep when I thought and could be tired. And she goes, oh, no, that's the ghost. What? (laughs) She goes on to tell me they experienced something similar and hired a medium. She said it's a girl child ghost, but not malicious or harmful. And then says, but the one in the shed is a different story. So we boarded it, boarded out. it out. Yeah. <laughs> Gary! Oh, I love did you, it. Did you babysit at all? No. Oh, gosh. I babysat a lot. And like, it's it's a wild premise to just like let children watch other children. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, now that I have a child, I'm like, I don't know. It was just wild that people let me hang out with their kids when I was like, you know, 14 years old all night. <laughs> and there's just something about being in a house that's not yours and not familiar. Any sounds that happen freaks me out. I, I don't know. What would you have done in that scenario? I, I can't believe that the family was so nonchalant about it. And uh, how about you're not going to give me a heads up, by the way? Exactly. I was just going to say that. Like, also, BTW. Um, yeah, I, there's a ghost here. A ghost child. Oh, ghost child is even scarier. I do like stories where families have come to an agreement with ghosts and that they're cool with ghosts in their house. Yeah. And I like that Elise, understand. like, I know Elise in life and she's a cool person. And, but she spoke to the ghost and was like, just be cool, please. <laughs> Like, that's something I might not have the wherewithal to do. No. Uh, when the parents got home, they would find me and the kids, like, out in my car. <laughs> right. We're having a sleepover in the car. <laughs> she said at the end of her email, um, needless to say, that was my only time babysitting for that family. And she was perpetually busy after that. Oh, no. <laughs> so hard to find good babysitters. Good help is hard to find. That's why they didn't give my heads up. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. I know they're like, maybe the ghost will be quiet tonight. <laughs> I hope they at least gave her a good tip. Surely. Okay. This is uh Glennis's story and it is uh, again, internet. This is for you. Uh, make notes. <clears throat> I spent a large part of my childhood in the early nineties living in Marietta, Georgia. It's a great place to grow up. Big yards, farm adjacent, and apparently built on some kind of burial ground. In our otherwise perfectly manicured suburban backyard, there was a patch of trees that we kids called the woods. In reality, it was probably seven pesticide-resistant trees. There were graves in the woods, small, unmarked tombstones from some time past. My parents would tease my older sister and I that we should be careful and not go into the woods. My older sister, probably around 12 at the time of this story, had her friend Sarah, name redacted, not <laughs> real name, sleep over one night. Sarah was blonde, skinny, shaved her legs, and only had one parent, her dad. The combination of these traits and the fact that I was only six, you know, the type, no friends or front teeth, made Sarah the coolest person I had ever met. My two sisters and I are half dark Irish, half Peruvian, definitely a swarthy crew. <laughs> I can't believe you made me read that. <laughs> the night of the sleepover, Sarah spooked us out by saying that she could see something glowing in the woods. I immediately yes-ended her story by yelling about how scary it was and then actually got scared. <laughs> I vaguely remember my parents being annoyed by all the excitement. What were they, tired from both working all day for the family or something? 
So when it was time to go to bed, they certainly requested that we not act like total assholes all night. But we didn't care. We were young and wild. It was 10 p.m. Sarah told us ghost stories, and we would squeal in delight and terror until my beleaguered dad would finally come yell, Lights out! at our bedroom door, which was right by the staircase to the kitchen. Important detail for later. Family legend has it that my dad came to tell us to shut up four times, each time getting more and more agitated. We were emboldened by the presence of a guest. We thought maybe he wouldn't yell with Sarah there. We were wrong. Hashtag Irish dads don't give a single fuck. So, by the fourth time that my dad got up to scold us, he was very angry. He heard a commotion down in the kitchen and yelled from the top of the stairs, Girls, if I look in your room and you aren't in bed, you're all in big trouble. But the commotion did not stop. He later described the sounds of someone rustling through the utensil drawer and then dragging a knife slowly on a cutting board. My dad's first thought was that we were making sandwiches. Hashtag highly food motivated. Furious, he threw open our bedroom door only to see all three of us sleeping like logs. At this point, it was probably 10.30, which in kid time might as well be 2 a.m. My dad immediately freaked out, yelled for my mom to call the cops, and ran to their bedroom to grab the baseball bat he kept under his bed. He was born and raised in New York City and not about to get murdered in the suburban south. My parents waited up in front of our bedroom door until the cops came. My dad and the cops quietly searched the entire house, top to bottom, but couldn't find anyone or anything that would have made the noise. Embarrassed, my dad thanked them and my parents went back to bed. Of course, not really getting any sleep. The cops had, by the way, sent two cars with lights flashing. This was the most action they had seen in a while. The next morning, as we all had breakfast, my dad relayed the story of the night before to the three of us. Once he got to the end, Sarah looked up serenely from her cereal and said, Oh, that was my mom. She was probably just making a sandwich. She stays with me and watches over me wherever I am. And then she continued eating breakfast like her beautiful angel baby mother, going everywhere with her was the most normal, non-terrifying thing in the world. My mom and dad locked eyes and shared a WTF, maybe it's time for this kid and her ghost mom to go home. Look, after that, my parents stopped teasing us about the woods and went as far as planting a live Christmas tree there that winter in an attempt to ward off the ghosts, I think. Ooh. Ooh. That's yeah, that's a, that's a story we tell a lot, you know, at, at Christmas time, tales of ghost stories. <laughs> I can just imagine like, sitting at the top of the stairs, like didn't even go downstairs until the cops were there, right? So certain that there was somebody in the house. Yeah, for sure. And he's, my dad is not like, he is not get scared and he is not going to overreact to something. Um, yeah, I don't even know. That's a moment where like, since becoming a parent, I have so many moments where I'm like, somebody has to do something. And it's me. I'm like, I have to do something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the adult in this scenario. And it would, oh, that would be awful to like actually think someone was in the house oh yeah no i can't imagine i think that's uh that's great i want to know more about sarah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and so she's 12 so it's not like a smaller kid with a wild imagination like this right. is a kid that yeah 
Oh, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. My sister, I think she's still in touch with her. She's they were friends in elementary school. But she never got invited over again, huh? <laughs> that might have been some dramatic license. Mm. She was she was over a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you would like to share a scary story with us, please send it to we don't have an email address, do we? No. Should they send it to contact us in the DMs? Bosom Bloodies on Facebook or Bosom underscore Bloodies on Instagram or send it to us at info at queencitycomedy.com. That's info at queencitycomedy.com. Until next time, sleep time. I love it. is part of the Queen City Podcast Network and brought to you by Queen City Comedy. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.